Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back. Welcome back. My name is Joe, aka Joe the Wellness Curator, and this is the Obsidian Mindset Podcast, where we are redefining what wellness means to you. This is episode seven, my passion. So let's jump right into it with the quotes and affirmations. So as y'all already know, I like to start a each day off right personally with a meditation and a quota affirmation like i stated before it's really just to set the vibe you know it's a way to get grounded start the day off with either a quote that you're either going to look to throughout the whole day or it's a quote that you'll need when you know life starts getting crazy and you just need to ground yourself in the moment so today's affirmation is i embrace new opportunities as they present themselves to me One more time, I embrace new opportunities as they present themselves to me. Continue breathing in and out, in through your nose, out through your mouth. Just be present for a second. Stay with me for 30 seconds. I know you have an option to turn to fast forward or to turn this off. But give yourself 30 seconds to be here and be present. This is for you. You're probably really busy with work, family, children, pets, life. But every once in a while, you deserve to just be present. Breathe in for four. Out for four. Relax and unclench your jaw. Plant your feet on the ground and feel grounded wherever you are. I want you to follow your breath. Inhale for four. Exhale for four. The time is now. The time is now to embrace the change. Be open to change. Continue to breathe. Follow your breath. Respect your breathing and really think about what the affirmation is saying. Now think of the different areas of your life, family, love and dating, work, business, home, your wellness. In what areas are you the beacon of change? And in what areas are you the most resistant? Where have you been yearning for change and new opportunities? Or maybe the new opportunities haven't shown themselves and it's time for you to create your own. Remember, this is not judgment. This is just feedback. Just something for you to think about. Breathe in for four. Exhale for four. Don't focus on the fear of change. Don't focus on the what if. Focus on the what will be. Think of that vision. Hold that vision. Hold that feeling. Opportunities will show as you're open receptive to them. Inhale for four. Exhale for four. Again, I embrace new opportunities as they present themselves to me. See it, 
be it. Feel it. Inhale for four. Exhale for four. And shake it off. Thank you for staying with me. So now we are grounded. Let's talk about the next dimension of wellness, occupational wellness. So what do I mean by this? Well, similar to environmental wellness, there's two different aspects of occupational wellness uh, that we could think about. The first aspect is the ability for one of us to carve out time to take care of ourselves, as well as meeting the competing demands of work and family life. This is related to the corporate jargon. You know, um, you probably have heard of it, work-life balance or work-life flexibility or work-life harmony, whichever one is usually touted and proclaimed, um, but often never implemented by higher-ups. But, you know, we'll get into that later. Uh, So how do you create, how do you strike a balance of my work and things that I'm doing outside of work that brings me joy or even my responsibilities, whether that's family, religious obligations, or outside leadership opportunities. The second aspect is the ability to gain personal satisfaction and find enrichment in your life through your job or workplace. Your attitude about work is a crucial influence on occupational development. This allows you to explore various career options and encourages you to pursue opportunities you enjoy the most. This dimension of wellness recognizes the importance of satisfaction, enrichment, and meaning through work. So for grounding, let's talk a little bit about work-life balance. It's funny, I actually procrastinated, or should I say waited until my energy was aligned to do this episode. (laughs) So that sounds so like uh, Lauren Hill, making sure my my chakras were aligned. Um, But you know, it was divine time because while I was doing this waiting, a study from the World Health Organization or AKA the WHO came out about the effects of working too much. So there was a research that was conducted. There was a study conducted in 2016 and it's so important to note that this was before the pandemic started. Right. Um, So the global study discovered that 745,000 people died in 2016 from stroke or heart disease due to long hours. So let me repeat that number. 745,000 people died. This is worldwide um, just from working too much. That's wild. Uh, It's wild to think about, but it's wild to think about until you think about your own job or, you know, that past job or maybe the jobs your parents or your family or friends. You know, someone has that job Uh, and it applies to those that work in the corporate setting, as well as those that are may have their own jobs or their own firms or their own businesses or brands. This goes for those like me that have a full time job, but also, you know, side hustle or important brand or source or another source of income or another gig. If you think about you or the people that, you know, sometimes it just feels like we just love to work. Right. Just the note again, like previous episodes, I am speaking mostly about like the aspect of America or an American culture, American culture. So I know from personal experience, working in large corporations where there are expectations to grind and succeed, even if other dimensions of wellness are sacrificed, whether that's your physical, your emotional, your environmental, your financial. And yes, by financial, I'm looking at those companies that are working interns for free or etc. 
that has always been present, right? Like this, this uh, idea of grinding culture has always been present, but for some reason it's been glorified, right? I remember being with work friends and each of us were bragging about the latest that we've worked until. Uh, it was like, well, I remember saying, well, I left work that day and I saw joggers in the morning uh, and getting their breakfast, getting their coffee as I was walking outside the building, right? And I said it as if it was a scar I was proud to show, and yet it was still a scar, right? I should have realized that the scar was just a preview of what was to come or what could happen. And, yet, you know, I persisted. I continued because that's what I've been taught. That's kind of the culture that I've been taught to just be a part of and to go along with to to be successful in this career. A few minutes later, I ended up having a panic attack um, while I was on a client. And that's the day I hit up a recruiter and I was like, I need a new job ASAP. So from there, that from that lesson, you could tell that I definitely listened to my body because your body will tell you. But anyway, back to the research. The research on the uh, WHO study found that working 55 hours or more a week was associated with 35% higher risk of stroke and a 17% higher risk of dying from a heart disease compared to those working weeks of 35 to 40 hours. Also, so I don't sound too alarmist, it was also important to note that this didn't happen right away. Three quarters of those that died from this study worked long hours They were middle-aged or older men, and often the deaths occurred later on in life, which is sometimes decades later, longer, um, that, and that's usually when the hours were, long hours were worked. So what is, what is, what does occupational wellness look like? I think I mentioned a few of these tips in the emotional wellness episode when I was talking about breaking down in my last job, but I think the key work is the boundaries and intentionality, right? Both has both have been so important, especially in this age of COVID and working from home for those that have the option to. For those that didn't, both boundaries and intentionality were important also when working on the front line. Boundaries included letting your team know or letting your job know that you're being overworked or doing something that isn't your responsibility. Boundaries include taking that PTO, aka that personal time off, or aka prepare the others because I ain't coming, right? Boundaries include taking lunch breaks. Boundaries include rescheduling meetings because of work obligations if you have something else to do. Or if there's something you need to attend in another dimension, such as a physical or a workout or seeing the doctor. Or if it's environmental or mental and going outside for a walk. This is also working in partnership or in tandem with intentionality. Boundaries don't mean much unless you are being intentional with enforcing them. This includes blocking off time in your calendar for lunch or for personal time. This includes uh, finding a recommendation or finding a replacement for when you, if you want time off, if you know that's how you work, your job settings work. Um, intentionality may mean not checking your work emails when you're off on vacation. Although we all know that that's low key a scam because if you don't check, you're going to come back that Monday morning with 40,762 emails. And then you're wondering why PTO and why PTO exists and why you left anyway, but that's neither here nor there for this one. Um, so what are some other ways that you can practice occupational wellness? Now I would love to hear from you guys as well. So while this is happening, there's another group of folks that can learn about boundaries and intentionality. 
These are also a movement of people that are looking into second or second or other sources of income outside of work and starting their own businesses or brands um, and a chance to either chase that American dream or build generational wealth or maybe a jambalaya of both. Although these side hustles um, may seem fun to work on or don't seem like jobs at all, they are still work in some form, right? I think we just have to realize that they are still work. You're still putting hours and energy into it. And this could lead to burnout. Although you might not be doing your nine to five, this could still lead to a burnout. We have to accept this as this is this grind mentality or this we can sleep when we die mentality, which we need to stop that. It, it, it ain't cute. We need sleep. I love me some sleep. That's what I'm learning. So this is, of course, saying, yes, you need to be responsible. I understand there are times when you do need to work longer hours to handle your responsibilities or your deadlines. We get that. Um, or just make sure your money makes sense. Right. However, however, there is much more to life than working around the clock. Right. As we're working and working and grinding and grinding, we are losing the present. We are not here for this minute. We are losing it now. We are losing opportunities with friends and families and loved ones while they're on this earth. So with that, just take time to be grateful, practice some gratitude, and show the people that you love that you love them. So with that, let's get into our next segment, Deep Dive Questions. So for this segment, I'll ask a prompt that was created by Obsidian. The prompts will consist of two questions. The first one will be a lighter question or a question that will get us thinking. Uh, it's like a little appetizer, if we will say. Um, and the question will usually spark our interest and we'll dive deeper um, and explore a more reflective question. So these questions are for all of us. So right now, like I usually say, this is for you too. So I'm going to wait here for you to go get a piece of paper. Go get a, go get open your note in your notes app i want you to take your time to write these questions down or write down your thoughts as you're going through the podcast um so even if that's in your note apps right even if you need to do a voice note do that so go ahead i'm gonna give you some time i'll be here go go So are you ready? Let's go. So today's deep dive questions are number one. Ooh, what do you consider your gifts or talents? All right, I'll give you some time. Answer the question. So I hope you had enough time. If not, feel free to pause. You know, I'll still be here uh, just chatting. But I really want you to take time. I really want you to take the time to really answer the questions, really be with it and think about what your answer would be. But I will tell you that I'm not too sure why this question was harder than I expected. Um, I don't think I've ever spent time to actually like really visualize or vocalize what my gifts or talents would be. 
so I guess firstly, I'll just say I identify as like an empath as someone that's really introspective. I love to talk and coach uh, people so that they feel empowered uh, physically and mentally. I love to spread joy, right? Um, black boy joy. I just, I, I like to give people permission or give people the, the, the give people the permission to also find that joy within themselves. But there's also the other side of me that I love analyzing data um, and research. So kind of using both gifts, I love to find like trends and storylines. I'll kind of help people and create impact uh, for the folks. Uh, now, honestly, the question was tricky for me. I don't know about you guys. Um, so maybe for you guys, too. If you want to think about this a little bit more later, um, I would say a really good resource might be even to ask your friends or your your group chat or your family about what they perceive as your your gift or your talent and and ask them why they think that. Right. Because um, this might help you discover something that you might not even see in yourself or something that you might be not. You might be something you're ignoring or an opportunity that you've been avoiding. All right. So with that, let's get ready to go a little deeper. Let's dive a little deeper. The second question is, how do you use your gifts or talents today? No matter how small. All right, go for it. So as I've said, I am an accountant, so I've always, you know, like to analyze data in some form and quote unquote tell a story. So clearly I did that today because I worked. Um, but, you know, I was also on another level, deeper level and something with a little bit more impact. I was able to have a conversation with a friend about their own wellness journey and taking ownership of their food choices and just overall their taking ownership of their wellness in general. And it was something that I could relate to. And I also made sure that. Uh, I understood what they needed from me. Uh, sometimes people like to vent. Some people people want advice. Some people, they just want to be told to do better, right? Um, and today I got to say all three. <laughs> but uh, it, doesn't, it didn't seem like much at the time of the conversation. But I do know that you just never know the impact of your gift or your talents. Uh, just by having those conversations, just by you doing something that you consider your, your gift or talent because you were you were given those talents for a reason um, and sometimes the world needs it whether you know it or not um, so don't be afraid and don't forget to use your talents and gifts every day alright so we set our affirmations we laid the groundwork we answered a few questions so let's gather around and discuss how I changed my focus on my quote-unquote career and more on my passion so I remember being in college and hearing about friends taking hard exams in chemistry because they want to be doctors or friends with aspirations to be social workers or teachers or things of that nature and there I was I was studying in accounting um, I think deep down I think there was more of an envy because of like their career pack their careers that had impact on the world, right? Like they're impacting on the greater society. Um, but at the same time, I was more intrigued or at least at the time, I was more focused on them following their passions, right? They were following their dream jobs. Um, many with stories from their, 
many with stories from their childhood that were often packaged with a nice little bow, um, like a Netflix series, right? And then there was me, the accountant. Which, you know, now that I think about it, it was actually a movie. And I think it was actually taking place at my college. Um, But that's neither here nor there. So anyway, uh, before we go further, I think it might be good to just take a backtrack and talk a little bit about my childhood. You know, young Jojo. Uh, I was always good at math and logical things. Like math was my thing. I loved, I think, I really do think math is like another language. And I just could, I can see it and understand it. Uh, and then when it came to go to college, I had to think about what I wanted to do next. Uh, but up until then, I didn't really have much thought or I didn't have any, uh, like a through line in my own story of a career. I remember when I was younger, I wanted to be like a veterinarian, then I wanted to be an engineer, and then I wanted to do all these other things. But by the time it was time, by the time it was, by the time it was time to go to college, I just remember <laughs> looking up careers for people that like math. Then I saw that. Then I was like, okay. Then I saw the salaries. I was like, careers for people who like math that want to make money. Um, and, you know, that's almost how I became a math teacher. But, you know, then I switched up to um, I even thought about actuary as well. But I, because of the college I was going to, uh, it had a, such an amazing accounting program. So that's where I went to. So I majored in accounting. I even stayed an extra year for my master's in accounting. Uh, I had interviewed with a big four firm twice and uh, had internships started and completed my CPA shortly after starting there full time. And, you know, that's usually like the light story. Um, you know, I am glossing over major details such as the heck, the heck of a time studying for that CPA or the nights that I lost sleep because of that. Or some of the times where I doubted the decision. Uh, I'm glossing over the times where Oh, there was actually the internship that I almost did not complete and I didn't, which didn't almost did not lead to a full-time offer, the failed CPA exam. Um, and also not feeling like I was working in my career, my dream career. It's the same theory or the same idea of dream career, dream career or dream job that I was thinking about in college. That idea never left after graduation, but you know, I still started off with my career in accounting, um, because that's what I was supposed to do. That's what we were told to do as an accountant. Uh, we were told that the career for accounting was so was very lucrative as well as it's easier to move into other aspects of business once you do accounting because that's like the the building block of business. So supposedly, and I, I see it, I get it, but you know, y- yeah, yeah, no, um. But, you know, that 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 was a roadmap that was provided. So that's what I did. But this, however, is where I think another seed started blossoming. And that was my passion for fitness and wellness. But either way, so shortly after I left the big four for a smaller ad agency as an accountant again. Um, yep. This was post panic attack, like I discussed last episode. Uh, I think it was important to note that the culture of the new company was less suit and tie. Um, you know, you can even bring your, your dog to work. So although I was still focused on my accounting career and elevating the corporate ladder, because once again, that's what I was told to do. Um, I also started to look outside of work for other areas of fulfillment. So I traveled the world. I became a mentor to a high school student in the Bronx. I co-led the black affinity group at work. And I also became more focused on my wellness and fitness, including mental. Um, I also started doing some coaching as well. 
But when it came to my mental, this is also when I started to shift my mindset around career and what what career meant to me or what it didn't mean to me. And I took this mentality to my next uh, employment. So let me just say, I hate the word career. Uh, I think I recently discovered that. I, I, I don't know. It feels so heavy. Um, I don't know if that's just me coming from a Caribbean background or just the what society holds as the word career and your expectation to live um, under those guidance or under that that theory or methodology. But I feel like it just puts so much emphasis on this job. Um, it puts so much worth behind this aspect of your life. Um, in a sense, it puts just a lot of more emphasis on occupational wellness dimension, right? And like what we're trying to teach at Obsidian is to be more well-rounded, right? And to look at all your dimensions and make sure you're good in all of them. So I just decided that I want to just treat it like a job. Call it a job, treat it like a job. It's a source of income that I can use to go travel, donate, create generational wealth. Um, But, you know, this is also where I have to, once again, like I said, practice boundaries and intentionality. This is where I'll put my boundary up and I'll work the hours I need to work. But this allows me to also get to practice the other dimensions of wellness, right? This allows me to put energy into things that I am more passionate about, put more energy into things that I want to create impact, put more energy into things that will shift um, shift the world, uh, even if it's not necessarily in accounting. Uh, and I think I was able to change my mind and my theory of having to work a dream job. When I'm able to shift my mindset, not thinking about this dream job that I need to create impact, but rather I can do the things that create impact outside my job. And it, and, and, and it, it, it was, it was, a, it, I don't know. It was just a, such a pivotal moment um, to just think of it like that, to kind of get rid of that connotation that I need um, to put all this energy and time into the career versus treating it as a job and being able to get fulfillment out of other areas of my life, whether that's people, whether that's other commitments, whether that's not for profits, whether that's my other business. Um, but there's always something. There's always a mentality shift. There's always something you can do to um, just stay positive and to and to put and to put your put put things into better perspective. I think that's the that's a good way of capping it. So. I say all that to say right now, outside of working, I am able to work out regularly. I'm able to coach and mentor folks. I'm able to do this podcast. I'm able to uh, make sure I'm giving back to my communities. And that is because these are some of my passions and it helps me fulfill my purpose. But don't worry, we'll talk about purpose in another episode in the future. So stay tuned for that. Okay, so with that, we welcome the last segment of every episode, which is the action and accountability prompt. Um, We set the groundwork, we did the attention, we did some deep reflection and visualization, but now it's time to get to action. So let's see how we can improve our overall wellness one day at a time. So today's action prompt is, whatever you're passionate about, start that new project, or if you're like me, Finish that project that you've been trying to finish or, or even start. It's time. There's time right now to pick it up. If it's that book you were meaning to finish or start, do it. If it's that painting that you were meaning to start or that painting class that you were meaning to start, do it. Let's do this. It's time to start now.
So with that, let's wrap things up. I have to go take care of myself. So thank you again for tuning in. It's been a blast. As I say, I'm big on collectivism. So please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Please rate and leave a review. It is so helpful. Thank you for everyone that's left a review. I love reading them. I appreciate you all. Um, it's helpful to get others to listen as well and to learn and to grow our community. So feel free to share with your friends, your baby mama, your mom, mama. Um, everyone deserves to get this work and get a gem or two. As I mentioned before, every weekday we are doing something called the Morning Accountability Crew, a.k.a. known as MAC. Um, this is a little bit fun. Joy is accountability in the morning. So basically, you're doing whatever wellness looks like to you. Don't necessarily have to work out, but that's usually what I do in the morning. Um, wellness at the end of the day is really dictated by you, and it's yours. I'm low-key, 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 low-key contemplating doing a, a June burpee challenge. I know that sounds crazy, but I'm trying to figure out who, if y'all try to be down. Let me know if I'm crazy. That's fine, but I will be doing it. I want y'all to do it with me. I'll let you know the number next time. I'll let you actually hit me up. I'll let y'all know the number on IG. Don't look at me crazy when y'all get that number. Um, so look out for that. But either way, see you in the morning. Also, since I have you, I want to do a shout out to Michael. Thank you. Thank you. Michael is B is is Obsidian uh, Community Member of the Month for April. Your dedication and your ability to put in that work does not go unseen. So keep it up, brother. We appreciate you at the Obsidian Community. And lastly, lastly, I got to give a baby shout out, two baby shout outs um, to the mamas and dadas out there. Listen, did I say dadas? <laughs> Clearly, I've seen, I've been talking to too many babies. Um, to all the moms and dads that are listening, shout outs to you. Shout out to baby Austin and Sh AKA Shay Shay and to baby Lorenzo. Cause you know, uncle Jojo love the kids. All right. All right. All right. Thank you all for listening and staying with me. Y'all have been riding down with me for this last, what is this? Like 12? No, we have to like. 15, 14, 13 episodes? Y'all are just, y'all are ready to die. Um, so lastly, let me just tell y'all that this is not a one-man show. Uh, you might just be hearing me, but there's a lot that goes into the behind the scenes. So I just want to give a few shout-outs, special shout-outs to Ayana of the A-League Company, who's out here curating the amazing playlists. Um, you will definitely be seeing more. We took a little pause, but we're going to come back. Um, definitely want to shout out my niece, Makita K. Ma'at, uh, with the intro and outro in Opulence House Studios for additional audio support. Um, beats our Fuego Fire. Uh, shout out to Dima, who has been definitely dope with the illustrations of the podcast art. Um, he's been doing such a great job. And shout out to the Sunday Group, who has been helping with branding and strategy. And overall, thank you to my larger Obsidian team. I just really appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. And thank you for tuning in. And once again, I say this, with, say this with honor. Thank you all for picking you today. Peace out, y'all.